Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio with your hosts, Rachel Archelaus and Megan Grandelmeyer. Merging spirituality and business on the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Hi everybody, it's Megan Crandallmeyer here. It is Tuesday, November 18th, uh, 2014, and I'm here with my co-host, Rachel Archelaus. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. And we're so happy that you all are joining us today because we are going to talk a bit about the holidays. And personally, I don't even like that term, quote, the holidays. But um, in general, we all are heading into that season of togetherness and all of that frenzy that comes with all of the um, the different special events coming up. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and just how to better manage that and, and being more self-aware about what each of these holidays means to you and how you can create um, much better experiences instead of stress and and dreading each event. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, but we do have a little bit of housekeeping to do beforehand. Um, if you um, don't already know, we are part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network, and that's a network for all things metaphysical and we have a fabulous team of radio hosts that have various shows on Blog Talk Radio throughout the week. And uh, you can find more information about the Enlightenment Evolution Network on Facebook if you just search that term. And um, now our network is archiving um, all of our shows and um, its videos, I think, on YouTube. And so we have a YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash network enlightenment, um, or you can simply type in enlightenment evolution on YouTube and you can find our network page. So you'll be able to find this show and, and all uh, future shows up there. And I believe even our past shows have been archived as well. And um, Rachel and I have taken the time, really mainly Rachel, <laughs> to also put our show on iTunes and also YouTube on our own channels. Um, and so we're really excited to be up on iTunes. You know, you have to get approved and all that. And Rachel did an awesome job of getting us up there. So if you would like, you can uh, follow us on um, iTunes and you can get our shows automatically. Yay. <laughs> And um, we have a website, Soulful with two L's, soulfulpreneur.com. And you can go there to find all of our past shows as well as information about what's coming up. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because we have a super exciting show next week. And we'll talk about that shortly. And Rachel, do you want to give people the phone number? I don't happen to have it here um, for if they are listening today and they'd like to call in. Absolutely. So if you'd like to get in on the discussion um, and talk to us or even just listen on your phone, you can call 347-308-8788. And I'll repeat that. It's 347-308-8788. And if you want to talk to us, just press 1 on your keypad. Awesome. 
So um, our network has a bunch of different radio shows on all week. We actually have another show that's on tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, and that's hosted by Victoria Vives Wong. And her show is called Earth Sky People, Your Bridge Between Heaven and Earth. And Victoria will talk about living in oneness with one another, Mother Earth, and with life beyond Earth. And Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, is the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with Rob Gauthier. He is the creator of this network and is making all these wonderful things happen. And he also channels a being called Treb. And Treb takes your questions, talks about amazing things. And Rob also has special guests like other channelers and metaphysical teachers on his show. And you can find out more about him at our Facebook page, Enlightenment Evolution Network, or at trebchanneling.com. And congrats to Rob because he's got a brand new website up there at Treb Channeling. So worth checking out. Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour. And on his show, he discusses a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. And he's got a pretty active Facebook page. If you search on Consciousness Evolution 2.0 group, you can find him there. And you can also look up Philip Malika on YouTube. And Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern is the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel, And she talks about our soul's expansion through our human experiences on Earth. And I bet one of those is holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They are a challenge. And uh, we have a newer show on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific time. uh, And it's called Disclosure Now with the Pied Piper and his co-host Texas Rebel. And um, they talk about... Um, all sorts of kind of conspiracy theory, cover-ups, government agenda type of things. So it's a pretty interesting show if you're you're into that type of uh, conversation. Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, is The Resonance Intention, with, um, hosted by Sol and Neil Gar. And that starts, started, sorry, November 2nd. And then Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, we have About Oneness with Karen Newman. And her show focuses on celebrating the ongoing conscious awakening of our planet and the realization of oneness and unconditional love. And Karen is a wonderful author, lecturer, integrated channel, and an intuitive. So she um, always has something interesting going on with her show. And Mondays at a new time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, is Daniel Scranton's Heart to Heart Talk Radio. He just moved to Hawaii, so that's why the new time is there. Um, Join Daniel Scranton and his featured guests as they discuss topics like the shift, ETs, global events, channeling, energy work, toning and sound healing, and all things metaphysical and Get in on the phone lines each week. He's got great discussions going on. And, yeah, Daniel's pretty awesome. He's a channel, a Reiki master, and a sound healer. And he also hosts regular classes on channeling and sound healing now and and lots of channeling events as well. So make sure you look him up at uh, danielscranton.com. I'm having fun watching him post photos of Hawaii now that he's living there and um, yeah it's beautiful so we may need an an enlightenment evolution um, road trip out to Hawaii 
It's funny talking about synchronicity and all these metaphysical things. I just got an email from a friend I haven't talked to in um, a year and a half saying she just moved to the Big Islands, and I have two friends to visit there. <laughs> wow, that sounds like an efficient use of some vacation time. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Daniel and I can have a, a business lunch so I can expense it too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, speaking of, of business, um, Rachel and I love partnering, doing our soulfulpreneur work and this radio show. Um, I um, build websites for small businesses, so if anyone listening is interested in something like that, if, if you're a healer or metaphysical teacher or, or just uh, you know have a regular type um, business, if you visit starboarddigital.com, you can learn more about how I work with clients um, building websites. And Rachel's got a fabulous uh, soul-centered business boot camp. Rachel, did you want to mention a little bit about that? Yeah, so I help people really hone in on their sole purpose and create a business around that so that you can actually get paid doing what you love and what leaves the greatest impact on this planet for you. So it's pretty rad work. I I, I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't doing that myself. It's completely changed my life. So, yeah, we're giving everybody $100 off if you mention the code RADIO. Um, at the website, and you can check out more about it. Watch this little video I made at soul-centeredbusiness.com forward slash invitation. So, yeah, check it out. Awesome. Yeah. So, so here we are. We've got about 10 days, 9 days until Thanksgiving, which is the launch of the holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and people... People will sometimes, you know, ask me just in general, like at a grocery store or whatever, like, oh, my gosh, are you getting ready for the holidays? Are you stressing out? And I have to say I kind of don't stress out about it anymore. Um, I think I I used to um, a few years ago for sure and and felt more pressure. But um, I don't know. I'm a little more more chill about it. So I thought we could talk about that, that approach of being a little more calm um, because I personally don't like a lot of stress and chaos in my life. Rachel, how do, how do you feel about you know Thanksgiving coming up? Does that trigger, oh, my God, I'm stressed? You know, I never really got stressed around the holidays. Um, but I definitely, I used to, I guess, engage more, you know. Like I used to bake 20 different kinds of cookies and, yeah. Yeah. and plan out the meal and have everybody over and, um, and although it wasn't necessarily stressful, it was active. I was very busy, um, and I almost felt like I had to do those things in order to participate, you know, like it was an all-or-nothing thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've definitely changed a lot in that respect. So what do you think brought about that that change for you? I know for me... Um, just just getting away from those outside expectations and 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 kind of ignoring some of the society pressures that come in. I mean, when we look at the media and we look at the images that they put up on commercials and in print ads, everybody's got a dozen people able 
with the perfect matching placemats and charger plates and crystal and everybody's walking in the door hugging with a beautiful pie that, you know, the crust came out great (laughs) and um, the turkey's golden brown. And and yet, is that really accurate? Um, Because I don't think it is. And I started to just personally ignore all that and think, wow, that's a really pretty picture, but real life is different than that. Mm-hmm. And we create, I think, the the holiday that we're feeling internally. And I think if we're feeling calm and sure of ourselves, then our our holiday kind of reflects that. But I guess that's just an allow what we allow into our our circle. Yeah. Well, I think the whole discussion that we're going to talk about today is about you know as we kind of awaken more and more, we take more responsibility for how we feel. You know, and we get to choose how we feel. And so we have a better perspective to see, like, the way I was doing holidays, is that really what I want? Is that really in alignment with me? Mm-hmm. You know, we, like, often the holidays revolve around religion, and and a lot of us have grown out of that. And so um, in our pre-discussion, Megan and I were talking about you know, religion and and how much does that affect your holiday? And for me, you know, I grew up Catholic, but my mom and her family are Jewish. And so I was kind of always walking the line between like, how can any of this be real if my parents don't believe the same thing? You know, I mean, I obviously loved both of my parents and I didn't think either of them were lying to me. And so as a kid, I got this really great, you know, education about how relative everything is and how this thing that they tell you is the absolute, you know, it just couldn't be if both my parents were on opposite sides of the fence there. So, yeah, like evolving, growing, awakening, it really does change holidays for us and, and how we want to choose to share them with our family or not. And and it can cause some feelings of obligation and guilt, you know, and yeah, do you feel that, Megan? Like as you notice that you want to be calmer, what comes up for you? Um, yeah, I think it's just me being honest with myself first, and and what is it I want to experience in a given day. Um, sometimes, and this will sound harsh, and I don't mean it to sound too harsh, but. Um, it's not like I'm against holidays altogether, but th- there is a bit of resistance in me. I'm being told what I'm supposed to eat or what I'm supposed to wear or what I'm supposed to do on a given day, like even a Valentine's Day or something where I'm like, you know, it's you feel obligated to do X, Y, and Z on, on that day um, where I, I like to love my partner and, and do nice things with him every day and not just on one particular. So I think I'm you know, a little more centered and grounded about that, but I also understand that I live in this country and this society, and so it, it's fine to have these traditions. Um, I'm just more careful now to create them more intentionally. Um with you know what works for me and what foods I want to eat on that given day and and how do I really want to feel on that given day? Do I want to feel you know satisfied with what I ate or do I want to feel super stuffed? Do I want to feel creative because I did a new recipe or am I 
just obligated to create the same old thing every year because that's what other people, quote, expect. Um, and do I want to feel more, you know, thoughtful with gifts I give or, you know, is it just all about how much money I have to spend? And so I, I really give some thought to each of those things and make sure that I'm paying attention to how I'm feeling about all the different aspects of the day. And, and that that's working better for me because now I'm just creating um, my day more purposely instead of just out of obligation and somewhat random expectations from outsiders. Mm. You know, that's really great. That that brings up the whole idea of tradition, you know, mm-hmm. and what is tradition really worth? Mm-hmm. I remember when my grandmother was alive, uh, my mom's mom, she was really the matriarch of the family and she would organize us and bring everyone together. And in her spirit really made it fun you know like we were excited about holidays because she was excited and and it felt really nice so there was that aspect of okay it's great to come together it's great to have this holiday time because you know everyone's on the same page we know what we're going to eat like she's going to make her vegetable stuffing that everybody (laughs) hates but we're going to eat it anyway (laughs) you know and there was kind of that charm to it um but uh, on the other hand, I'm the kind of person who I don't really feel the draw to gather, you know what I mean, like on a purposeful day because somebody told me to. Mm-hmm. I really like what you were so- talking about, you know, just being thoughtful all the time. Um, so I think there is definitely something valid about tradition and doing things the same old way and kind of forcing yourself to get together with people because otherwise you may not. But it just seems like we're all kind of growing out of that, you know, and, and I think it's happening less and less and people are less and less excited about it, even when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that I, I have people in my life that um, do kind of what they want on, on a given day and they're not necessarily at their uh, family's house because that relationship doesn't you know work well anymore and and I think that that's fine um, if it's if it's going to create just total stress on you to be with a group of people that don't work for you anymore I I just don't I don't know that's where where is it worth it you know yeah to, <laughs> to put yourself through all that for this one day. Um, but I, I do like some tradition. I still cook a lot of what my mom makes. I generally host Thanksgiving every year at my house now. And um, I like to create my mom's stuffing that she always made. And she comes with my dad um, every year, which is nice. And I, you know, so I look forward to those flavors and, and those things. But then there's some things, you know, I do differently than she did. And we do a, a deep fried turkey every year, which we learned from friends. And, and that's a tradition for us now. Mm-hmm. So, so that's been kind of fun to create some new um but yeah, so I, you know, you make it your own. I hope everybody feels free to make it their own, especially if you know they're now hosting something that their family used to host. Yeah, I remember I did a vegetarian wow. <laughs> Thanksgiving one, and and it went over better than I thought it would. Actually, actually, I've done that twice. Once um, I was at my dad's house and I made him um, vegetarian sausage, but I didn't tell him beforehand. 
Um, so that was pretty interesting. But the other time <laughs> I made a, a white lasagna with tofu cheese. <laughs> and wow. it ended up being one of my sister's favorite meals. So, um, so yeah, changing it up is cool. Yeah. If you want to get in on the conversation with us, tell about your new traditions or how you feel about holidays, then just call us at 347-308-8788 and press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk. I also opened up the chat, so you can come in and um, and tell us how you feel about holidays and how you feel about what's coming up. I decided I just moved to Arizona in August, and I told my family before I came here that I was going to go home for Christmas, and I actually decided not to go. I just told them about a week ago, and I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, I've never been away for the holidays before. Uh, we're a really small family, and so without me there, there's definitely going to be, it's going to be felt. And But I was really trying to just listen to myself and be true to how I was feeling and what I wanted to do. And I really just felt like I didn't want to go. And and that was an interesting thing for me. I thought maybe I'd feel a little more guilt, but I really don't. They took it really well. and And I think it's just, you know, when we do evolve and we do raise our vibration and we have all these different ideas of what we want to do, we really do kind of bring others with us or leave them behind. And I think, you know, my new reality includes that reaction. You know, does that make sense? It's yeah. like we're always worried about what other people will think, but when we really do get to a new level, we we are also changing the reactions of others. Well, very true, very true. Um, we have to get honest, like you know, any I I still I feel that anything that people are saying to you or things that you're experiencing are really a reflection of what you're feeling mm-hmm. on the inside about something. So if you you know you used to get reactions from your family that made you feel guilty, then there was some kind of guilt maybe inside of you about something or some issue there. And it sounds like you've kind of tackled that. And now you're able to just speak authentically to your family and they're hearing you and understanding you better, which is Mm -hmm. nice, which is really nice. So they're understanding where you're coming from, from the heart, and that this just isn't a trip that, you know, you feel you, you need or want to take at the moment. So... Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting when you look at people and think, wow, um, what they're saying is a reflection of something I'm thinking. <laughs> you take responsibility for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so really if we think about holidays, it's the perfect it's the perfect way to gauge how we're really doing inside. I think there's a saying that goes, like, you think you're spiritual until you go home for the holidays. <laughs> Right, or until you spend a day with your family, like it's really the truest test of like go to the most stressful situation and then see how you do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. So, well, that um, that does bring up the the idea of um, of the holidays being actually an opportunity 
to be more aware. So even if this year your plans are already set and you're definitely going to Aunt Mary's house or wherever you're going because that's always how it's been and you might not want to go, but you're going anyway, it is an opportunity while you're there to be a little more self-reflective, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all right, so you are there and you are feeling uncomfortable because of the food that was served or the conversation or so forth. Maybe take a moment and kind of note that so you can reflect on it later and think, okay, what is it about talking with Uncle Bob that upsets me so much? You know, why why does he push my buttons? Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the biggest things that I noticed, I, I went to Florida a few years ago and spend time with my family down there and i i realized how how often people talk about other people and how concerned they are for other people and that was something my family taught me um because i wasn't really around i i'm not really around other people very often so um, <laughs> right um so getting into a room with my family was definitely an education and i'm it definitely did make me think like, wow, you know, do I still have a lot of that inside? Am I talking about other people and really concerned with others' lives? And I just don't know it because I don't have a way to express it. So, yeah, looking at what is going on around you is a really good way to, to gauge your own thoughts and feelings and what you have going on in there. Yeah. Well, I've known you, um, you know, we'll be coming up on two years and, um, I have to say, you you never talk about other people other than, you know, something factual or, <laughs> you know, not ever a gossipy type thing. It's uh, it's fascinating. No, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So then it yeah. was just an observation then and not a projection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, I don't consider myself somebody who does that either. I mean, of course, you, you may talk about other people just because of, oh, what they're doing, oh, they started a new business, or, you know, there's things like that. There's general conversation, but to to sit and tear apart somebody else's choices makes me uncomfortable. And yeah. so the tricky thing, I guess, sometimes is when you're at a holiday gathering, when that type of stuff starts to come up a lot. And why is that coming up? But you're sitting at a table with a whole bunch of people. This isn't really so much in my family, but I've been in other um, events and stuff where that happens, and that's the source of entertainment is kind of tearing down other people or talking about them. And I used to just think, well, everybody does that, and okay, I'm not really – I don't participate, but that's what goes on. But now it really makes me feel anxious. Mm. Um, But there must be something in me that's allowing myself to hear those conversations like because – I am there. I am witnessing them and hearing them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what do you do? I mean, do you just kind of check out, or do you say something, or do you redirect? What have you done? Yeah, I, I do check out. I will do dishes mm-hmm. or something like that, like kind of politely step away, um, or you know, try and change the subject. Just kind of and trying to change it to something more neutral and something interesting to talk about like that could be thought provoking instead of just picking on somebody else's choices because you know i i don't know I, I don't like that idea so yeah so distraction of you know either just getting up and clearing off some some plates or or changing the conversation if possible 
Yeah. Uh, how about you? What do you do when you are in in a group situation and that comes up, or does that not come up much for you? <laughs> it does sometimes, you know. And even when I'm um, when I'm with people I haven't seen in a while or friends I'm not really um, like so close with anymore. Whenever anyone is talking about other people or complaining, I often will I will feel that same anxiety, like, oh, I just, you know, this is not for me. I don't know why I'm here. I got to escape kind of feeling. Um, but then I'll ask them, like, what makes you really excited? You know, if you had ultimate freedom, what would you do? And I kind of, I'd rather talk about them and what, what they would love to do instead of, mm you know, the bad thing that someone else is doing. And so those things are often just blurted out of my mouth. I don't really plan (laughs) to do it, but that can change the conversation sometimes. Sometimes, though, people just, they don't want to think about themselves. Uh, So, yeah, then otherwise I'll just be quiet and go do something else. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting to ask somebody that question if, if somebody said to you at dinner, so if you had ultimate freedom, you know, what would you like to do? I bet a lot of people don't know how to answer that because I don't think everybody lets themselves go there because we feel so limited oftentimes. And mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And it can be a scary thing. I know this is a little off topic, but I've been really pondering this lately. Before I go to bed, I do a little meditation. And this has been my uh, my cone <laughs> recently. And... It's it it can change everything because then if you had ultimate freedom and no judgment, would you be with the same person? Would you stay in the same house? Would you do the same thing with your time? You know, what would you really be doing? And it's really interesting where you can go with that. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a big question. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's like one of those those biggies that we never really give ourselves the time to think about. But mm-hmm. um but I mean that can bring up this topic of new traditions, you know. If we just want to relieve ourselves of the situation that we get into with traditional family time, you know, even if you love your family. I mean, I absolutely love my family. Um I'm just feeling that there are some holidays I would rather not participate in and for a long time, when I was with my um, ex-husband, we decided to make up our own tradition on Easter because of that religious aspect that neither of us were really into, and also just because it was a great hiking day. You know, it's <laughs> the beginning of spring. It's beautiful out. We didn't really want to be um, going somewhere eating food that we didn't really like and and so on. So we decided that every Easter we would go hiking, and it turned into this really fabulous tradition for us and something I really look forward to. And, yeah, it was great. I loved it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I remember before um, we had um, our daughter that for a couple of Christmases um, we were living out in Minnesota and family was in Connecticut. And I remember the first Christmas in particular, um, I had come home we both had come home for my sister's wedding, which was a couple of weeks before Christmas. So then we were back in Minnesota and obviously didn't fly back again to be home. So it was just the two of us. And we we chose to go to a movie in the afternoon. 
on Christmas Day. And I didn't even realize movie theaters were open. That was just not an option when I was young, and my parents didn't really enjoy going to the movies at all. So um, it was it was really fun, and, and I loved um, standing in the theater crowd of people, and I was so fascinated that these people weren't just at home either watching TV or playing with a new toy or at you know some meal, but they they were out, and it was really fun, and I'd like to do that again. That's a little harder once you have a child and, you know, nobody wants a crying Mm two-year-old in the theater on Christmas Day. But, um, yeah, but it it was fun. So when you get out, you realize that people do break these traditions and create new ones or have really fun ones that maybe you've never thought of before. Yeah. So I like the hiking, though. That's great. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was always really fun, and it was always great weather, too, which is interesting mm. um, because Connecticut weather can be so up in the air. Yeah, yeah, especially at that time of Although year. Although I did create it, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yeah, two years ago, Eric and I went to uh, San Jose slash San Diego for New Year's, and we flew there on Christmas Day. And, you know, it, it definitely upset our families a bit, but... It turned out to be an amazing, amazing choice. You know, we got, I won a contest on the plane because they were having a snowflake making contest. And I just happened to have a pack of travel crayons in my purse, (laughs) courtesy of my mother. And so I won a free meal, like a, a first class meal. And then when we got off the plane, we got an upgrade for our rental car, I found $20 in the airport and we got an upgraded room with a little kitchenette. Like it was utterly magical. So yeah, um, yeah, we had no idea. We thought that flying on Christmas was something stupid to do. You know, we just kind (laughs) of, it was cheaper. So we took the flight, but it turned out to be amazing. Well, you have a whole bunch of people that are all in the same boat as you, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're making the best of a day that, is perhaps, you know, reserved for something else or they want to be somewhere else or with other people. So that's your family for the day. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So So how do you think we can help people feel more empowered if they want to take back their holidays and do something new? Hmm. Well, I I think First and foremost is self-awareness on how you're feeling. Um, if if you're super happy with how your Thanksgiving always goes, your Christmas goes, then, then there's no problem. But if if there's a feeling of dread or overwhelm or, you know, you always overspend or always overeat and things like that, it's, I think it's a great idea just to stop and look at that for a few minutes and just kind of sit with it. Like, okay, why is it like that every year? There's some pattern here. And we've had other shows where we talked about patterns. Yeah. And I think that a pattern is often an opportunity to kind of look at it and decide where is it coming from? You know, how do I really feel about it? You know, is it masking something bigger or something I'm not really addressing? So, yeah, I think self-awareness is probably first and then trying to put yourself first, even if you can't go and undo all your plans coming up, can you find some moments of, of 
peace and tranquility or, or can you adjust something just a little bit and accept that there may be a little bit of um, agitation from family as they get used to you being a little more assertive. But in the end, if you're not happy, it, it just nothing else matters. Um, this idea of, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, these other people will feel good. That just never works. Mm-hmm. I think that's just such a, an important point, yeah. Yeah, you know, oh gosh, we are so good at making ourselves agreeable. I know I grew up like that, and it was no one's fault. It's just how I was. You know, I if other people would be happiest if I were quiet and good behaved and would eat what's on the table, and, you know, if that made a difference to them, then I would do it. Um, and when you flip that around and you start acting from how you really feel instead of trying to appease everybody, life just changes. It's so miraculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, giving people time to adjust to that is also really important, like you said. Yes, yes. baby steps with mm-hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not a great idea to wake up Thanksgiving morning and say, nobody come over. I'm going <laughs> Hiking, instead. right? Yeah, and, you know, probably not. Yeah, they're not going to adjust so quickly to that. But yeah, just have a little internal conversation with yourself throughout the day and say, "How does this feel? How does this feel?" Maybe keep a little piece of paper of like, "What do I like? What don't I like? What do I want to revisit later?" Mm-hmm. And remind yourself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. try to bring yourself into the existing holiday if you can at first. You know, bring bring a new dish that is a little. You know, that maybe you know everybody's not really going to like, but you like it anyway. Mm-hmm. Bring enough for everybody just in case they want to try it. Um, you know, you might surprise people. Last year I made this raw pumpkin pie. And, you know, I've always been a little on the fringe for my family and what I eat. And a lot of times they've not liked what I've brought to dinner. But... I was so surprised everybody loved the pie. So mm. you just never know. You know, bring what's going to make you feel comfortable and excited and and participate in ways that you want to participate in, even if you don't think others are into it. They might surprise you. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and then pay attention. I know I, you know, often will struggle with that feeling of, of wanting approval and mm-hmm. knowing that, I, you know, oh, I, I'm happy with what I've chosen, but then if... I feel like somebody in my family or some a friend is like, well, you know, the problem with that is then sometimes it bursts my bubble. And so I have, and that's me. That's me with some sort of insecurity there. So I have to be more aware of that and, and, and own it and, and look at why, well, why, why do I need approval when I'm following my own heart? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's always room to work on stuff for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you really want to try holidays a new way, if you'd rather go hiking or go on vacation alone or, you know, go somewhere else with your mate, then just have enough courage to be honest about it. You don't have to explain yourself. You know, you don't have to justify the reasons why you want to do something. This year when I told my family that I wasn't coming home, I just said, this is just my intuition and, you know, that's what I follow. And they respected that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you don't have to come up with an excuse or lie. You just be honest and 
you know, whether they, you know, how they take that is their issue. It's not yours. Right. Right. So. Well, awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, um, do you want to talk about, because a lot of this um, relates to what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited. (laughs) We're super excited. Um, We've announced it on our Facebook page, and it's on our website as well. Um, We've talked about the book Busting Loose from the Money Game by Robert Scheinfeld, and uh, Rachel um, had that book come into her world a couple of years ago and and really loved it, and she introduced it to me, and I really love it too, and I still study it and work on, on the concepts, but the author, Robert Scheinfeld, will be with us live next week on what is it the 25th is that yep yeah on november 25th he'll be live and i'll tell you if you have read that book if you have not you have time um busting loose from the money game you can get it from amazon um and for sure you will have questions for the author this is a huge (laughs) it's a it's a radically different way of looking at your life and and everything in it and how it's all being created for you to learn from and so yeah i encourage people to to join us and um and we'll talk with robert and, and get some of those questions answered what do you think you're most excited about for next week rachel i don't know i mean i just like sharing energy with people that i admire mm-hmm. and so even though we're just on the phone i feel like being in the same space with him is going to be exciting for me yeah, you know, I mean, it's I've read the book so many times and especially his phase 3 book, which is The Ultimate Key to Happiness. I used to just play that over and over and again because I had the audiobook. I just really resonated with his approach to things and you know, and it was just a very clear representation of pretty much everything I've ever learned about metaphysics and and the way we work here on earth. It just it really changed my life and I don't <laughs> and I don't really say that lightly because I've had a lot of life changing things happen so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. wow so yeah so it's a great opportunity for our listeners to to talk with someone who I don't think he's known for giving tons of interviews or anything so this is um this is exciting yeah it definitely is and and it just goes to show um you create your own reality you know yep. just asked and he said yes so yeah yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really hard at all. <laughs> no. So so same goes with, you know, family stuff and wanting to change your tradition. Just ask. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Sometimes people are are um, open to change, and sometimes I think we, we just hold ourselves back, um, and we're, we're assuming that the other person isn't going to like this idea, or, or you could have just assumed your family was going to give you a hard time about traveling it not traveling at Christmas and and uh yet when you you mentioned it or you asked everything was fine. Mhm. Yep. We're so resilient. I think the whole theme really is just put yourself in the center of your life. And I know with his book it's all about taking your power back out of these illusions, you know, out of this framework that outside matters more than inside. Mm-hmm. But it's not true. You know, inside, who you are, how you feel is the only thing that matters. So give yourself permission to follow that, and and you really will be okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, who are you with all day and all night? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just you. Yeah. 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 So what can we do to change things? What can we do to expand this idea that holidays aren't just that, you know, perfect family sitting at the table with the good china out? (laughs) Hmm. Well... I don't know. Maybe maybe we should encourage everybody to do one new thing this year. Mm. Yeah, that's one, pretty good. Yeah, one new new idea, new something, whether it's a new food or a new, you know, maybe you take a walk. Like for a couple of years, my husband and I, we did um, a 5K race on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, cool. That was kind of our, our new thing. So we went down and, and there were, you know, seven, 800 other people and I somehow just get fascinated with these crowds of people on particular holidays. Obviously, that's fascinating to me since I mentioned the movie thing earlier. But, yeah, there are they, all these people at 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning standing out at 35-degree weather ready to run three and a half miles. Mm. And there I was <laughs> doing it too, <laughs> thinking I am. I could be home <laughs> in a warm bed, but what a great way to start the day. And I was amazed by 9.15 in the morning, I was back in my house starting to work on the meal. I'd already run three and a half miles and felt great and felt super energized. And um, so I I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, that was a new way. I kind of gave up running races, so we're not... We haven't done it down there in the last year or so, but um, we did do a three-mile walk Thanksgiving morning last year, which was nice, too, so... Yeah. Cool. So sometimes traditions morph a little bit as you mm-hmm. as you realize, hey, you're not really a runner, so <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, and we outgrow things, right? Yeah. Like you you did love it, and then your excitement shifted, and now you're doing something else, something different. Yeah. And but no regrets on that. That was a really fun challenge doing all the five Ks a couple of years ago. So yeah. Eric yeah. and I are doing something new. We're actually going to spend Christmas and the surrounding days at a resort. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, we're going to get massages and take walks, and we're bringing our bike. Um, our bikes, It's yeah, we've never gone away for a holiday before, and so it's really going to be interesting. Oh, and fun. Yeah, we're even going to um, video chat with our families on Christmas Eve, so... That's great. Yeah. I've, we've done that. Um, my husband has family up in Alaska, so we've done some video chatting with them on holidays. And it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So That's cool. Well, I'm excited about all of this self-empowerment. You know, I think, why not? You know, we're all so bubbling over with all this, like, new energy and this big, open, expanded view of life. So why not? really radically alter the construct that we grew up with, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. Yep, yep. Just self-empowering and just realizing that the old stuff can change and everybody will be okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. And if you're having trouble dealing with guilt, um, just ask yourself what it's doing for you, you know? Where is the guilt coming from? And and what is it, you know, shifting? You know, is guilt really a positive thing to feel? Is it helping you in some way? Or is it really just icky? You know, is it just sitting there? 
Yeah, and I think that when we feel guilty about, you know, what we've done and then this person is making you feel guilty because you didn't do it a certain way, sometimes I, I think back and, and I'm thinking, all right, well, do I do that to other people? Do I have expectations of others? Um, because in the end, I'm responsible for creating my own happiness. And I really can't be dependent on anybody else to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Which is, yes, I can feel some disappointment if something doesn't go my way, but it's up to me to bounce back and, and adjust and move forward. So, yeah. Yeah, I have to... Yep, make sure that those feelings of guilt they they can go both ways and make sure that, you know, um you you don't have a lot of, of of expectations on other people just like you don't want them to have them on you. Yeah. And it's really true that no one can make you feel anything. It's always in your power to choose your reaction to things. Yeah. So it's just yeah, I mean I get it. I get the whole guilt trip thing um i've certainly given them and taken them over my lifetime yep but yeah the freedom that comes with saying you know what yep it's different yep it might disappoint someone but i'm just gonna do my own thing it really is pretty powerful and and you can really instantly shift out of that guilt feeling Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. seinfeld's book really does give you a great process for doing that yeah it does it it totally does. That's why that book is so helpful. Even though it's called Busting Loose from the Money Game, it could be called anything. Busting Loose from the Guilt Game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> busting Loose from the Family Game. Busting Loose from, yeah, anything. Um, it just gives, it, it's just putting all the control in in you and you're in the driver's seat. And we feel like somebody else is driving the bus half the time, but we are driving the bus and we're letting these people on our bus and off our bus as we go and we just yeah it's all up to us yeah so yeah it's so funny you know i just did an article for lightworkers world um in a video for them all about how you know sometimes we think that we just reincarnate from you know heaven or source down to one life but we often especially the people listening here lightworkers healers awakening people, we actually make two stops. Um, So we're incarnated somewhere else right now, and then we choose to come here within that lifetime. And so the significance of that is that we're not just bringing our regular old soul energy down. We're bringing down the energy that's very specific from a very specific place. So, you know, each star system has their own traditions, their own way of thinking, their own way of being. And so we're bringing down really different kinds of perspectives and energy. And that's often why we feel so out of place here. Um, And, you know, so anti-religious or so, you know, opinionated about food and everything. You know, we have this really specific energy running through us. And so, yeah, I, I think that that kind of plays into this too. Hmm. So... Can you expand on that just a little more? What you said that we're in two places, or yeah. So it started for me this realization um, about a I don't know a year and a half ago or so when I had a hypnosis session with someone, and I went to a lifetime where 
I felt like that was home. Like when I saw the place, I got all emotional and I turned into this different being and, you know, that was home for me. And, you know, and I knew, you know, who was there and everybody had different colors and I was this magenta, like wisp of energy. Um, And it, it just explained so much about who I am. Like the fact that I love to change my hair color was the same as like the fact that those people on that planet could change their color whenever they wanted to. And, and just the feeling of being home and using that word home, um, was really, really, really poignant. And I had seen, I like witnessed or experienced this scene when I was in that lifetime in that hypnosis session that I asked the elders in that group, can I go to earth? I want to go to earth. And they thought that I was too young, (laughs) but uh, they let me go anyway, or I decided to go. I'm not sure if I needed permission or not. And so I came to Earth, and I'm now here. And so that was really confusing to me for a while because I didn't know we could do that. I just thought it was, you know, you're in a life or you're not in a life. I didn't know that you could be in a life and then go to another life. Uh, but apparently you can. I And I got confirmation of that a couple months ago in a different reading by uh, Nora Harold. So, um, and she didn't say specifically, you know, you're in a different incarnation right now, but there were things that she said that really confirmed the fact that that happens. And then I also saw a Teal Swan interview where she talks about that, and it's called like a forked life or something. Mm. Yeah, and that is pretty common. So... It it just, knowing that made me feel more at home here because I know a a little bit more about my lineage, you know, a little little bit more about my real family and, you know, why I feel the way I do and why I have all these different thoughts about things and how I know so much. You know, I'm, from the time I was like two years old, I've been talking about like spirituality and evolution and all those interesting things, but... You know, obviously I have no basis for that in this one lifetime. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just made me feel a little bit better and more at home here, knowing that I'm also somewhere else at the same time. Interesting. So that ties in beautifully with what we talked about today because you found on a different level a feeling of family. Yeah. And home. And, yeah, so that's comforting. You know, not to usurp the conversation, but I really never feel lonely mm-hmm. and I never really have. And I have a feeling that that's because, you know, we have a lot of family that we don't know about or, you know, that we don't interact with physically or consciously. Um, everybody does. Every single person. We're all connected to so many different beings and they love us more than our earth families do you know like they have the capacity to show more love and more unconditional love than anyone we could possibly know as a human and so we have you know different families from different star systems different angelic groups um guides like all sorts of beings are always looking over us and and sending us their good thoughts and love and help and when we're sleeping we do often interact with them And so just knowing that, knowing that there really are like tons of beings out there who are 
constantly considering you good family, that can really help too if you ever do really get lonely. And I think that that explains a lot of my like aloofness with people and familial um, connections here is that I, you know, I don't think I'll feel really lonely on, on Christmas when I'm not with my family because I, I'm always feeling connected with these other beings. Wow. That's awesome, Rachel. Thank you for sharing that. That's a, that's a really nice personal story that you shared with everybody today. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Wow. Well, so, so you're never alone. No, 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 none of us are. So sometimes we just uh, create new kitties to come into our life to make sure (laughs) we don't feel alone. (laughs) If you don't have a kitty, you don't know what you're missing. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, any, any parting words on, on this holiday or busting loose slash call or shall we call it a wrap for the day? I guess just know that you're loved and know that your desires matter. You know, Mm -hmm. follow your own heart and what you want to do. Yep. I second that as well. So, And if you want to share on our Facebook page, if you did something new over the next few weeks or all these holiday periods and you want to share a new tradition that you created or a new idea that you got, please do that and we will certainly respond. Um, So we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Yes. We um and and you know what if if you're worried about your family giving you a hard time or you're just afraid of of taking the next step and doing something on your own, we would love to send you some support. So send us a message or put it on our Facebook page and and we'll kind of give you a virtual hug. Yes, absolutely. And just remember the phrase, "This too shall pass." Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, um, just to remind people, we're part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network on Blog Talk Radio, and we've got um, different shows on throughout the week. And tonight, you can tune in at 9 p.m. Eastern to Victoria V. Base Wong and her show, Earth Sky People, Your Bridge Between Heaven and Earth. Yep, and Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern is the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with Rob Gothier, and you can learn more about him and the being that he channels, Treb, at trebchanneling.com. Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour, and he discusses a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern is the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel, exploring our soul's expansion through our human experiences on Earth. Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific, we have Disclosure Now with the Pied Piper and co-host Texas Rebel, and they explore different conspiracy theories and government cover-ups and UFOs and all sorts of interesting things in that genre. And Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern is The Resonance Intention, hosted by Soul and Neil Gar. Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern, we have About Oneness with Karen Newman, and her show focuses on celebrating the ongoing conscious awakening of our planet and our realization of oneness and unconditional love. And Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific is Heart to Heart Talk Radio with Daniel Scranton, 
where there's always a lively discussion about channeling, energy work, toning, and sound healing, and all sorts of things. So definitely call into his show or learn more at danielscranton.com. Wonderful. So, well, we're we're on the countdown six days until we have Robert Scheinfeld on the show. Yay! And if you happen to be listening to this as an archive, if you visit soulfulpreneur.com and visit the previous shows page, you can see that we've done several different radio shows on the book. So we introduced the book and then we had an initial book club and talked about the first half of the book. And um, and then our show next week will be the finale where we get to speak with the author and ask questions. So we've got a little series going. Yeah. So, But we hope you can join us live next Tuesday, November 25th, 2014, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, we're very excited. Um, just so you know, any opinions expressed on Social Printer Radio by us or our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. But... Um, yeah, Megan and I are proud to stand behind whatever we say. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and um, and you can find more about Megan at starbirddigital.com, and you can find out more about me at sephiris.com, S-E-P-H-Y-R-U-S. Well, thank you, Rachel. It was great to spend the hour with you, as usual. Yeah, you too. I love this. And happy holidays, Megan. (laughs) Thank you. Happy holidays (laughs) to you, Rachel. All right. Until next week, we love you and keep in touch. Bye.